How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find us all over the internet. Find out past episodes at TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, everywhere fine podcasts are offered. Uh, find us on Rock and Vino, at, find the show at rockandvino.com and at social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Rock and Vino. Like and subscribe. And then you get new episodes every Tuesday and it's really easy and you don't have to search them out. And <laughs> they're good shows, so you'll find them there. This week, we go deep into the heart of Forestville <laughs> in the Sonoma County wine country to welcome, I hope I say this right, Matt and Brigitta. 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 Ah, <laughs> so close. From Wine Gorilla. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, welcome, yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. Yeah, and we were introduced to you from our past guest, mm-hmm. Landon, with the Harvest Card, mm-hmm. and checked out your wine and donut pairing, which was pretty yes. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of our newer events that we're doing, and we just did another one recently, uh-huh. and that's like one of my favorite events that we started um, at Wine Gorilla, uh-huh. just pairing um, different donuts with our Zinfandels, mm. and it's such a great pairing that you wouldn't normally think about, and most people, when we tell them about it, they're like, what? That, mm-hmm. That's a crazy idea. Yeah. But people love it. The last one we did, people were lined up at the door wow. before we opened, and they were ready to go. That's great. Yeah. You guys found found your thing. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to the next one. You guys have another one coming up? I yeah, my plan my I want to do it every other month. Oh. Um just depending on my schedule and if I can you know find the uh the time to do it yeah, and, sc- for and sure. make it happen, but I would want to do one probably late March. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys get your donuts from the same people? No, so what I've been doing is um finding a new place to get the, the donuts from every event. Oh, so cool. The, the first two we did from local restaurants in Forestville, the Backyard mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, Kennedy's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one we did was from City Garden Donuts. Oh, uh, nice. Rosa. So that yeah. one was crazy because they did like eight or nine different types of donuts. Wow. And yeah, it was, it was What's awesome. your favorite combination? Oh, man. I think <laughs> I liked actually the, uh, the Blood Orange. Oh, yeah. City Garden with our, our, Zen, with okay. our Paradise Lane's in. Uh-huh. That's an old vine. That one was actually a cool pairing. Nice. How about yeah. you, Brigitte? I really liked the coffee yeah, donut. The coffee mm. with, I think it was just the Russian River's in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Fun. That sounds good. What was cool about that was even like as you're going through it, I think it was the person in the tasting room who sort of took you through like what flavors to look for, mm-hmm. like the flavors in the donut and the flavors in the wine and how they mix them. It was crazy. It was like, oh, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, yeah was, that girl that you had in there was really good. I forget oh yeah, her name. Amanda. Amanda. Actually, you missed it. She, for <laughs> this past event, she got a dress with donuts on it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she was all about it. She's into it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Well, tell us a little bit kind of about Wine Gorilla, how you came up with the name and how long ago it started. Yeah, so uh, my dad started it probably around like 2007 mm. um, was their first vintage. Just made a couple hundred cases to sell into local restaurants and markets. And um, he started with a partner and they didn't have a tasting room. So for s- about six years, they were just you know making a little bit of wine, selling it locally, selling it to friends and stuff like that. And then in 2013, my d- dad decided to open up a tasting room. And then he invited me to come up and help him open it and get it started. So I came up from Los Angeles and and got to work with him and helped him open the the tasting room. And then after about a year and a half, the partner 
had left. Mm. So then I had the opportunity to take over Wine Gorilla. Cool. Um, and then so the name came from my dad. Uh, he wanted to take the idea from like Gorilla Marketing mm. and Gorilla Warfare and apply it to winemaking. So the idea was to always source from different vineyards. We like to find at least one new vineyard to source from every year. And we specialize in Zin because mm. we thought of Zin as like the rebellious grape of the wine world. It's the only American varietal. It's bold. It's in mm -hmm. your face. It's jammy. So we wanted to specialize in Zin, always find at least one new vineyard. And then my sister Miranda designs the labels. So oh, every okay. vineyard that we source from has its own art label. Mm -hmm. And then she'll always design new labels for us when we, when we find a new one. Really beautiful so it's labels like, too. Thank you. Yeah, she's really talented. So we just like to combine all those elements into wine gorilla and then also like the tasting that we have is showcases the artwork and the labels and mm -hmm. um it used to be an art gallery so we thought it was uh, a perfect space yeah to to combine like wine and art that's really cool yeah yeah her labels are just stunning and a lot of them are of women mm -hmm. from what i noticed yeah that was that was her style she actually had been doing that before uh -huh. and it just kind of fit with our what we wanted and our idea for it and we thought like like who doesn't love seeing like a woman on a label with yeah. wine and like it's a great combination like you just you can't go wrong with that right well and her style is just kind of really cool too it kind of changes a little bit like she has a pretty diverse yeah you know absolutely and what's cool is each of those labels represent a, represent a different vineyard and and they're all different. Mm. And the, the label definitely goes with the type of wine that you're gonna get. So some of them are a little bit darker and heavier and bolder. Mm -hmm. The lighter colors on the labels, you know, it usually means it's a lighter wine. It's okay. a little bit more uh, bright, mm. uh, more acidic. So it, it definitely fits with the wines. Very, very cool. If I remember, you also offer the labels in like a print form too also. Yeah, so people can purchase, um, I think they're like 48 by 22 size posters they they come printed on high quality mm. museum paper and um yeah we've we've actually sold a lot of those a lot of people buy them for like their offices mm -hmm. or their homes like people one person bought like four of them and had them framed in their bedroom wow yeah, yeah they're really cool that's a nice little added you know added thing there knowing that your wine bottle is beautiful yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's cool it's it's actually one of like the first things that people say when they come here like oh we saw your artwork we love the art mm -hmm. and then it's cool that when they start tasting the wine, they really enjoy the wine as well. So it's not just a pretty label. It's like yeah. we're combining both of the elements. And it's cool that it's your sister, so it's like a family yeah. thing. Absolutely. And she's she's awesome. Um, she's super artistic, but she's definitely an artist, like a true artist. Like she's all over the place. She's mm -hmm. always changing up her styles. She's always doing different things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she's hard to go to hold of because just <laughs> she's in her own world. Like she's in that uh -huh. in that art world. Yeah. And does she live locally as well, or? She lives in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. And have you always been into wine, or is this kind of something that you got into? Or? Um, definitely got into it when my dad invited me up here in yeah. Los Angeles. I wasn't really into wine. Like, uh -huh. I had drinking cheap Pinot Grigio, and like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know much about it. But as soon as I moved up here, I just dove in head first mm -hmm. and just immersed myself in it and did a lot of wine tasting. I did a wine business certificate program at Sonoma State, and then uh, just kind of learned, just in the taste room, just talking to people and mm -hmm. you know asking quite even like working behind the bar, like asking the customer questions, mm -hmm. and that was a great way to learn. Yeah. 
And then uh, the the tasting room itself in uh, downtown Forestville, it's it's such a perfect spot. It's kind of a small, kind of a comfortable small town feel, but it's accessible. I mean, you can just a few minutes out of Santa Rosa, and right. So yeah, it's it's a great place to yeah. just come and hang out. It's so funny. Like every time we do events, like we'll get people that come in and like, I've been driving past you for four years, <laughs> never oh, stopped man. in, uh-huh. and it's because it is Forestville is a small town, and like you can drive all the way through the town in the blink <laughs> of an eye. You won't yeah. even realize that you passed us, but. I think once people stop in, they realize like, oh, this is a cool spot. And mm-hmm. then we got the bakery next door. We got a couple of really good restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, we got two other wine tasting rooms in town. So you can park and make it a full day yeah, in for Forestville. Sure. And you guys have that really cool like little outdoor patio space, yeah. which is really nice for like the summertime. And mm-hmm. and um, and you guys have a record player in the tasting room as well, yeah. is that right? Yes. So do people just kind of like play whatever they want or how does that work? Um, so... What I did, I brought my record player in about, I'd say two years ago, mm-hmm. maybe maybe more, and I was I was getting kind of sick of, I would I would make like mixtapes on CD and play them on the stereo that we had there, yeah, and it was cool, but it, a lot of it was like music that I'm into, and it was kind of, you know, it, some people would walk in and they wouldn't necessarily like be or be into the music that I w- that was already on mm. and then they would ask to just turn it off or you could tell they weren't really into it <laughs> and I thought that I like, kind of took away from the tasting experience because now they're worried about what music is in the background so mm-hmm. I was like okay how do I put the choice into their hands I have a record player and I have a bunch of records I'll bring it in for them and so what I do is I put about 30 records into a crate on at the bar so they don't have to Oh, that's it's nice. right next to where they're tasting, so they don't have to walk around anywhere to go look for the records. They can do it while they're tasting. And then, um, so yeah, I just say, hey, you're welcome to pick out a record, mm-hmm. um, and I'll put it on for you while you're tasting. And most people jump on it. They love it. They start talking about, you know, how many records they used to have mm. and, you know, talking about how their kids don't even know what records are, <laughs> and they're so excited to see it. So, yeah, it's it's been awesome. I, I think people really love they love that aspect a lot of people come in you're like oh i heard you have records here to oh play. wow so people come for that reason as well yeah nice. and i think like compared to other tasting rooms it just adds another element for people to enjoy the whole experience not mm-hmm. just the wine mm-hmm. you know like other tasting rooms you're just sitting and drinking the whole time mm-hmm. but wine grill like there's so many things going on yeah with art and wine and music and it's just so exciting yeah, yeah. it's a it's a really cool space to be in yeah for sure yeah and i because I know what I would want. I would want to go to a tasting room where I could choose the music. Yeah. Like, that would be really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like, even a bar. Like, I love bars that have your, you could do a jukebox and, like, pick right. your own song. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, seeing how other people react to it yeah. sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. oh, are you down with what I'm listening to? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And then yeah. you make friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted people, and then some people were like, oh, I want to play this one. No, I want to, pl-. and their friend would be like, no, I want to play this one. <laughs> and then I'll be like, all right, we'll, we'll play them all. Like, I'll play one side of this one. We'll j- the, mm-hmm. When that side ends, we'll play the next one. Nice. And just kind of, you know, keep it going. It's so funny. Like, we'll get some young people in, and some of them never seen a record before. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Are you serious? I, yeah. Oh my I remember goodness. one time I was, this guy came in. He was probably in his early 20s. And he was so excited. He's like, oh, I've never seen a record. Can you put one on? And I put it on. <laughs> wow. And it, we we're doing the tasting, and the music stopped. And he's like, wait, why did the music stop? What happened? And I'm like, oh, the, 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 the side one finished. I got to flip the oh record now. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> I mean, it's crazy because you just don't think about that. Right. Like when you've had that in your life, like, you know, or even like with a cassette tape, like that side is done. You got to mm-hmm. flip it over. Or, right. And then rewind you know, it. Rewind it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I remember those days. Remember like recording yeah. a song off of the radio. You got to like hit rewind or record and play at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a thing. <laughs> they did not know the struggle. Right. Okay. Do you mix any, like, real, like, out of left field choices in that, in the crate, oh, just yeah. in hopes that someone picks them? Oh, yeah. All Always. the time. I, I have a pretty eclectic music taste. Yeah. So I listen, I actually started off getting into records through hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bought turntables when I was in high school off a friend. Um, and I was really into, like, sampling like DJs that would sample music. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into older styles of music and vinyl. I was like, whoa, it like blew my mind that they were sampling old records from like the 60s and 70s and 80s and making new songs out of them. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know what those records were so I would go back and research and find out what those were and that's how I got into vinyl. I was like, oh, "Oh, these are are like cool pieces of music that you wouldn't be able to find otherwise unless you found it on vinyl. so then I, I was always really into like instrumental music and electronic and sometimes I'll throw some random instrumental beat tape, beat vinyl on, <laughs> in, the, in the stack to see if someone picks it out. There are a few people that are like, oh, I like the cover. Uh-huh. I've never heard of this. Let's put it on. Like there's, it's one out of maybe 20 people do that. But okay. I'm like always excited when they do. I'm and like, then yeah. what's their reaction usually when they start, when they hear um, it? <laughs> They're usually like, oh, this is cool. Uh-huh. Like, it's all, it's very accessible. It's not like, like head banging metal or something. For sure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accessible. They, they're usually like, oh, this is cool. Like, I would have never thought it would be something like this. Yeah. But, yeah. What are some of the most popular records in the oh, tasting man. room? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely Michael Jackson, oh, okay. Prince, uh-huh. um, Steve Miller Band, uh-huh. uh, Tom Petty. He's definitely up there. Classics. Yeah. Um, uh, Steely Dan, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Earth, Wind and Fire, Earth, Wind and Fire, <laughs> um, yeah, basically all the classics. Like, yeah, because we do because we are a winery in Sonoma County. Most of the people that come in are baby boomers and Generation mm-hmm. X. So and that's there the music. to like have fun. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I do throw in some younger music. Like mm-hmm. I have new records, but for the most most part, it's. 80s and 70s music that gets picked. Okay. And when you guys are in like the tasting room, like by yourself, maybe when nobody's not in there, what do you guys put on? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we both love R&B. Oh, so nice. Lauren Hill, yeah. Uh-huh. Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges. Oh, he's is amazing. A big one. Yeah. 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 Um, SZA. SZA. We like her. Uh, the Internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good okay. like, new R&B soul records that we like a lot. Awesome. And so with kind of the music that's been being played in the tasting room, I kind of, I saw on one of your emails that you're creating like a Spotify playlist. Is that something yeah. you're doing all the time or? So I just started that okay. for this year. Oh, cool. Um, so my idea is, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like how do I get people who aren't coming into the tasting room, how do I get them involved? How do I bring the experience to them? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I thought of was like, oh, why don't I um, make a Spotify playlist of the music that's being picked out in the tasting room to the people that can't make it mm. to the tasting room so they can put it on in their car while they're drinking wine and kind of 
brings them to what people are listening to at our tasting room, mm -hmm. kind of bring them to that experience. So what I do is um, I mark down every record that's picked by a customer when they're tasting. So I'll, I'll make a mark next to the record that's picked. And then at the end of the month, I'll tally up the top picked, the top 10 picked records. And I'll take like two or three songs from each record and make a playlist out of it on Spotify. So each month is gonna have its own playlist. So cool. I just released the January one and then I'll release the February one soon after the month ends. Awesome. So, and then we'll just keep, every month we'll make a new playlist and I'll, and I'll the 10 records that were the top ones, I'll mm -hmm. take those out of the, the, the crate and bring in 10 new ones. Cool. So it's wow. always different records. It's like the wine girl at top 40. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like, I want people to like have another reason to stay connected with us beyond just buying wine. Cause I think people are looking for something more than just, just buying a product. They want to be connected to wine girl and what we're doing and feel like they're part of it. So I think a, like a playlist like that is, is part of that. Yeah. That's a ton of fun. They can, open up a bottle of wine gorilla at home and turn on the playlist and exactly, <laughs> pretend they're exactly. there. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. It, it seems like, it, I mean, on this, we, we do a lot of talking about wine and music here, but I mean, you guys seem to be like almost beyond that, like just art and music, whether it's the labels and the prints and the music, mm -hmm. it just, it's all kind of intertwined into this, this one thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean. absolutely. And we, our taste room actually has really good acoustics. Mm -hmm. So live music, works great in our space. We just oh. had our pickup party last night. We had a, uh, a musician, Michael Gabriel, and he does mostly like Spanish, Brazilian type of like acoustic mm -hmm. music. So he came in and he didn't even need, he didn't need a, um, an amp or anything. He just came in wow. and started playing. It sounded great. That's yeah. awesome. Was it just like him and a guitar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, I love getting live music in there at all of our events. I mm -hmm. think that's, that's really important. Um, and I always try to get different um, artists as well. Like Brigitte's uh, aunt's boyfriend is a sax player. So we've had him come to a couple of events and uh -huh. he's awesome. Yeah. So nice. I always like fun. to mix it up. What other fun events do you guys have coming up besides the wine and donuts? Uh, we're participating in barrel tasting the first oh, weekend. Oh, cool. Okay. March 1st through the 3rd. Have you done that before? Yeah. Last year we did it. Okay. Um, yeah. It's actually not as crazy in Forestville. Okay. I, I feel like most, it doesn't get as packed in as, say, Healdsburg. For sure. Um, <laughs> but the people that we do get there are pretty good. It's not so much of the college crowd. Yeah. yeah. Experienced. Good. Yeah. Like, they're okay, like, okay, cool. we've been to Dry Creek before. We know what it's like during Burlington. Let's go to Russian River, a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. A little bit. And do you guys no. serve like from the barrel or maybe from some like shiners? Yeah, we, we get shiners out. Cool. Because um, we make our wine in uh, Sebastopol. Mm -hmm. So we'll, I'll just go and get some shiners from there and bring them over. Awesome. Yeah. How many wines are you going to be featuring this year? Uh, just two. Okay. Doing our 18 Conti Vineyards in and our 18 Paradise Lane Vineyards in Fidel. Nice. Yeah. And are you guys going to have music during that event or any food or anything? Um, Probably won't do food. Music-wise, yeah, I'll definitely just have the records out. Cool. Have people pick out records and you know, have a good experience with that. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny with the records because I do leave the price tags on them when I buy them. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they put the price tags directly on the record, and oh. if you try to peel them off, it rips the, the actual mm -hmm. record. So a lot of people think that they're for sale, oh. and I'm like, <laughs> they'll start grabbing a bunch. They'll grab like four. And they're like, oh, how how much? 
how much do I owe you or uh-huh. can I pay in cash? And I'm just like, those are not for sale. <laughs> no. Put those down. Yeah. You're like, those are ours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so what other events besides uh, barrel tasting you got um, Let's see. Well, I don't have the date for the Zinfando- next Zinfandona event, mm. but that'll definitely be in March. Um, April, we have, we're in a group of wineries called the Taste Route 116. Mm. And we do a wine club appreciation event in April. Um, that'll be a fun event. So if you're a club member at any of the 15 or 16 wineries, you get to go to any of the wineries in the group and get um, free tasting and food. Oh, and nice. Get discounts. Didn't you guys just do something similar to that where like you guys did like a paint your own wine Yeah, label? we did We did a wine experience oh, cool. um, with the same group. So each winery offered a different experience for the first two hours of the day. Uh, we did a label painting mm. with painted sellers. Oh, so cool. they came in, they brought in a teacher, and um, they painted a mermaid, kind of like our rosé label. Mm-hmm. So they came in and painted their own wine label, and they got to keep it. And nice. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it was a fun event. I definitely want to do more of those. Yeah. Yeah, people love love those painting experiences. Nice. Yeah, you also are doing uh, is it a video series? Is that what Zen Live? Okay, yeah. So um, Zen Live... Going back to the what I s- said before about trying to incorporate other people that can't make it into the tasting room. So Zen Live is actually um, gonna be a live streaming um, event that I do for club members only. Uh, so basically after I release a club shipment, a couple of weeks later, I will do a live stream for all the people that couldn't make it to the tasting room to pick up their wine. So if they live in another state, if they're in Florida, New York, um, I wanna, th- help them feel included in the winery experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do a live stream, I'm gonna taste three of the wines that were in the club shipment, and then I'll do like a Q&A session and just kind of, you know, help them be part of Wine Gorilla more than just sending them a box of wine. Oh, that's cool, so it's live. Yeah, so I'm gonna do a live stream on YouTube. Right on. For club members, yeah. And then I'll, it'll be available for everyone to watch afterwards. I'll, I'll have it available. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of one of my ideas to, to really get, because, I mean, it's easy to feel disconnected if you're just getting a box, in the like at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. You're not really, getting the wine grill experience. And a lot of club members live out of state, so yeah. it helps them be included and yeah, I would say at least like half of our members are out of state or not. They're either out of state or in Southern California, which mm. might as well be another state. But, <laughs> right. So. You know, it's like, how do those people stay in the wine club? You know, they could easily just join another one. Mm-hmm. If they feel like, oh, I'm just getting a box of wine from them. Like, what else are they, are they offering? Mm-hmm. So, That's really cool. That's yeah. a nice touch. And yeah. if you, have you done those before? Or you, no, are you my, doing... my first one is going to be March 16th. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Exciting. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like a dry run of that, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's almost like the virtual tasting room. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's the idea behind it and that's one of the things that we learned in school or one of the ideas and concepts that kind of when you look forward into the future five ten years from now what is the winery experience going to be you know we're we're, we're both in the uh, wine MBA program it's no mistake and some of the classes have us kind of looking forward yeah it's just changing everyone's buying everything online now mm-hmm. you know, it's like a total switch Right. What it used to be right yeah and people are traveling a little bit less um like millennials 
you know, they're, they haven't reached their peak, you know, income yet. They haven't, a lot of them aren't into their careers, so they're not traveling as much, but they're online yeah, and they're buying online. So Mm -hmm. how do you, you know, it's almost like you have to go to them instead of waiting for them to come to you. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them just like, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but like the, the human interaction, like they don't really crave that as much. It's Mm -hmm. just more of like what's easier. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll just click this button and it'll magically appear on my porch and I'm happy. Right. Yeah. 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 Stay in your, your pajamas and Uh sweats and hang out in bed and order a bunch of stuff. (laughs) And then one thing you guys also offer that I love is your rosé in a can. Yeah. Um, that is fun. I did buy some of that last time I was there. So, um, I'm pretty stoked. Definitely good for the river days and stuff. Is that kind of a hot seller? Yeah, we sold, we actually, we had our white wine in cans as well. We sold out of those. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's been great. People love it in the tasting room. They come in It's very rare that someone kind of scoffs at it. Like, oh, why would you put wine in a can? If they haven't, a lot of people have come in, they haven't even seen wine in the can before. Mm. Because I, I guess they don't buy wine in grocery stores. So maybe they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's everywhere now. But yeah. they'll come in and be like, oh, I've never heard of wine in a can. Like, that's actually a cool idea. Like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at it as being less wasteful. Mm-hmm. So let's say they just want to have one glass of wine. If you open a whole bottle and you have one glass, you got to drink the rest the next day or whatever. It's so With true. a can, you can just mm-hmm. pop open one and you're not wasting anything. You can save the rest for later. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I like about it. And then also, um, we were selling our white wine cans to Lagunitas mm. Brewery, and they went through a lot of it. And I think what worked really well for them is it takes up a lot of less storage space. Mm-hmm. So six cases of wine cans is almost no space, it takes up no storage space for them, and they have a lot of wine. Yeah. Instead of cases of bottles, you know, it's a lot of space to take up for them. Yeah. So and I didn't even think about that when I made the cans, but it made sense. And then also for the bartenders, it's easy for them to pour. You know, they, they don't it's have exact. Yeah, it's exact. Yeah. They don't have to worry about wasting as well. Right. That's awesome. With empty bottles at the end of the day, mm-hmm. or half half drunken bottles. You know, they don't have to worry about it going bad. Are you gonna up their production on those in the future? Um, we're canning again in April. Uh, I think we're doing the same amount again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I want to do more until I have like a retail buyer that totally. wants to buy a bunch at a time because um, I don't have a lot of storage space to keep mm-hmm. all of it. And where we do store our wine in bottles, they refuse to store cans. Oh, so it makes <laughs> okay. my life harder. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of a side tangent here, but one of the funny things I remembered. Um, be, I traveled over to England last year for, for a week or so, mm-hmm. and one of the things they had there were like mixed drinks in a can. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. It was like Jack and Coke in a can. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if there's an equivalent to that here, but it made me laugh. Yeah, there the is. Can. Is yeah, there really? Yeah. There, there definitely is. I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think that's going to blow up. I think during the uh-huh. Super Bowl, they had commercials for yeah. spritzers. Oh. Like, or what were they? Something like that, yeah. I think that's wow. that's probably gonna get big too. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because the can technology is improved, mm. so they're they're starting to experiment and put different yeah. things in. Yeah, and I think people are more open as well to just the idea of experiencing wine in different ways. You know, with like the screw mm-hmm. cap as opposed to like you have to have the cork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially so, the millennials. Yeah, they're more open to new ideas mm-hmm. in the wine. Yeah, industry. there's box wine. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> wine and kegs now. We, we do wine yeah, and kegs. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Which oh, is you a, guys do wine and kegs as mm-hmm. well? Oh, yeah, we only right did a little on. bit. Oh. Um, uh-huh. It was, it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> a happy accident. <laughs> more, more of a mistake on my part. I uh, No, I just, I didn't order enough glass. Oh. And um, so we had like 30 gallons of wine left over from, mm-hmm. last, from last August. So I was like, okay, I'd be way too expensive to try and buy glass and then bottle it another time. It would just cost way too oh, much. Yeah. So I was like, we have a winemaker, and I was like asking him, like, all right, what's my next best solution? Like, how do I solve this? And he's like, well, you could just put it in keg. And I was like, whoa, like, what, what, what does that have? Like, <laughs> how does that work? Like, what does that entail? Like, what am I gonna have to do? And he's like, oh, it's pretty easy. You just, you know, we'll, we'll get you some kegs, and we'll just put it in there, and then, you know, you'll, you'll be able to sell it. And I was kind of hesitant. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sell this. Like, I don't know. So, but we did it, and then it actually like sold like quick like yeah. i ran i saw people asking for it like, so did you sell yeah. like uh like wine by the glass from the keg or did you sell uh, no, the keg? To, to restaurants okay yeah. awesome so restaurants are getting really into kegs. yeah so yeah there's so many restaurants that are getting into to kegging because it's cheaper for them mm-hmm. um no waste mm-hmm. um, and it well. stays good too stays good for, for sure. however long you need it so yeah. yeah i actually sold out of it really quick awesome. i actually wish i made more kegs oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah next time yeah <laughs> now for people looking to sign up for the uh the wine club or find out more uh, where should people go yeah you can just go to winegorilla.com um and it's not gorilla like the animal it's g-u-e-r-r-i-l-l-a um, you can find all of our information on the website, and then also you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, all those good places. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think obviously right now going into the winery is the best experience to get for Wine Gorilla, but I'm definitely looking forward to incorporating more online experiences like the live stream and the playlist and kind of bringing people into into our world that may not have the opportunity to come to the tasting room. So definitely like kind of going out and reaching them. I feel like that's a unique component that I, I don't, as far as I know, I haven't seen other wineries doing that. Um, kind of bringing in more of a digital aspect to it, where right. you, like you said, making more um, interactive. Yeah, I think something that Brigitte and I have learned in school um is that they definitely hammer into us that the wine industry is behind a lot of other industries especially and it's changing yeah too. and the wine industry changes a lot yeah like what you were saying before how millennials aren't at their peak income that's coming so we're right. preparing for that mm-hmm. exactly that's yeah smart. it's coming exactly mm-hmm. and in terms of like e-commerce wine industry is way behind Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of being innovative and and keeping up with trends and how the market works, it, so that's been a really cool part about being in school is sitting down and they're putting these ideas at us and sitting down and thinking about it and analyzing it is like all right, how do I fit into that? How how can I do better with my business in the wine industry? Mm-hmm. Well, we're excited to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys are already coming up with some great ideas, yeah. so I'm sure those will just keep on coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. And uh, for those, as you mentioned before, that want, that want more information, go to Wine Gorilla, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A dot com. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Thank you.